Welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Rice. This is the show that's all about taking your health, body, and life to that next level. Today, I've got a great interview with a repeat guest, Bobby Maximus, the general manager of Jim Jones, the same gym that got people in shape for the movie 300, not to mention guys ranging from pro NBA and NFLers to movie stars and elite special forces soldiers. So these are the cream of the crop guys who could train anywhere. They choose to train at Jim Jones with Bobby Maximus. He's going to be dropping some knowledge on you and talking to you about his new book. Before we get to that, I want to tell you that I'm super excited. I've put together my fat loss course. It is ready to go. So make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com, click on the store. You'll see it in there. And this fat loss course, this is something that People have been asking me about a lot, and I wanted to put something together that not only would give people the basics to get started and start to change the parts of their lifestyle that are the most crucial for fat loss. Obviously, nutrition and, and exercise are going to be in there, but also sleep and stress management. And I show you how to break down your macros if you want to do the food math that will help you dial in your nutrition specifically for you. So this, I'm super excited about this course. Go check it out. Again, legendarylifepodcast.com and click on the store and you'll see it in there. So let's talk about today's episode. As I said earlier, Bobby Maximus was on the show for one episode, episode 170, how to supercharge your health and fitness. And that's exactly what it's about. And we talked a lot about mindset. So he's back on, he's just come out with a new book for men's health. Uh, one of the biggest publishers around. He's got a very interesting story about why he was asked to write this book as well as the, the topics. And it really comes down to telling the truth in fitness and avoiding the hype, avoiding the seven minute abs and the four minute high intensity interval workouts. And what does it really take mindset-wise, fitness-wise, and nutrition-wise to change your body. So that's what this interview is all about. I know you're going to love it. Bobby is such a great guy. He's super knowledgeable, and you're going to learn a ton. Enough talk. Let's get to the interview with Bobby Maximus. Bobby Maximus, welcome back to the Legendary Life Podcast. Hey, thank you. Absolutely, my friend. Glad to have you back. And if you're listening right now, Bobby was here on a previous episode, episode 170, Supercharge Your Mind, Body, and Life. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and listen to it where we get into Bobby's story and what got him to where he is today. But Bobby, you're here today, man. Congrats on your new book. You have a new book out. It's called Maximus Body. It's by Rodale slash Men's Health, one of the biggest publishers around. Uh, just so happy for you, man, and really excited to, to learn more about the book. Well, thank you for saying that. A lot of work went into it. So the fact that um, you enjoy it and, and are having me on this podcast and uh, want to talk about it means a lot to me. Absolutely. And I also wanted to say something I said before, but and, and I mentioned on the podcast, but last interview, you gave me some shoes to try out. Your Lalo Tactical Signature the Maximus shoe. And I got to tell you, like I was saying to you before we hopped on and started recording, I love them, man. I've got Nike Bionics, Nike Freeze. I've got the Reebok CrossFit, basically training shoes that are either minimalist or, or low heel rise. And the Maximus is my favorite shoe. It looks cool. People ask me about it a lot because it's very different looking than, than a lot of the other shoes out there. But the most important thing is I hate shoes in general, Bobby. I work out barefoot, but I love these because something about the the solid platform and the Evafoam sole, it just has the right amount of cushion, but also is solid enough because uh, those mushy shoes hurt my knees, man. I, I don't like them. So anyway, I love your shoes and thank you so much for sending them to me. Well, thank you. You know, one of the reasons I partnered with Lalo is because they're a quality first company and, and everything I stand for is quality first. And so the real goal of that shoe, it was funny. It wasn't necessarily a monetary goal. It was to make a training shoe that I really believed in and that I thought people could use uh, because I'm like you. 
I like to train barefoot. I don't like to be told what to wear all the time. And so this ends up being a shoe that you can, you know, I feel get a tremendous benefit from, but you can wear in, in really any gym. And so I, I love that about the shoe. I mean, goal accomplished. Absolutely. I love the toe too. It's like super hard. It's like almost like a steel toe. It's not steel, but it's like very, it's, it's very tough. Yeah. Great stuff, man. Oh, thank you for saying that. And I'm, I'm glad you like them because when you put your name on something, it's got to be quality. You know, people will start to associate things with your name. And so I couldn't be happier with, uh, with the work that Lalo did to, to engineer those things and that they really took my advice in terms on how to build that shoe. That's the other thing that mattered to me is that the feedback that I gave them about what I wanted to see in a shoe, they, they blew it out of the water. It, it turned out better than, than I ever could have imagined. So I'm just grateful to have my name on something. And it's really fucking cool to have your own shoe. I gotta say that. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, LeBron, Bobby Maximus. There you go, man. You're with the exactly. greats now. Yeah, well, yep. hey, I'll, I'll have a link to the shoe if you're interested. If you can't stand, like I can't stand the Reebok. I like the Reebok soles, but I can't stand the shoe around it. It just doesn't fit my foot right. If you guys want some solid training shoes, I will have the link in the show notes for this episode. Or you can go to L-A-L-O Tactical. L-A-L-O tactical.com. Look for the Maximus. Easy to find. Great training shoe. Stand by it 100%. And Bobby, let's jump into the book, man. I know you. we have a limited amount of time here. And I really want to jump into this book that you've written. Can you talk a little bit about the book and, and how it got started for you? I mean, how did this happen? You got your own shoe. Now you have a book by one of the biggest publishers around. You know, there's actually a lot of work and a lot of time that went in behind the scenes to set up the book. A lot of people don't realize this, but I started writing for Men's Health a long time ago. It started with the opportunity to do an interview. I did one. We did another interview. Then they asked me to write a story. I wrote a story. And then I wrote another story. And then another one, another one, another one. And four years later, five years later, I mean, I don't even know what it was. They really liked my online content. And so they approached me with the opportunity to write a book. But the thing that I try to tell people is there was a lot of pounding the pavement on my part too. You know, I was proactive in emailing them all the time. I was proactive in building relationships. I was proactive in, in literally, you know, beating their door down and begging for every opportunity possible. And a lot of people think the book just kind of came to be because I was popular because people liked my stuff, but that's not true. I, I had to really, you know, work hard to, to get that opportunity. And so it, people ask me how long it took the book to, to write it, you know, and, and I could say six to eight months, but that wasn't true at all. I mean, it was a lot of years of like trying to chase that opportunity down. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect segue into what's actually in your book. And I don't have it. I'm going to order it as soon as we hop off this call because I'm really psyched about it. I want to see what type of workouts that you have in there. I, I always love to learn from someone like yourself who's who's a, doing things differently, a bit on the bleeding edge, if you will. So, so in the marketing for the book, it says three steps for total body transformation. The first is that you got to fix your mind. The second is you got to fix your body. And third, we've got to address nutrition, of course. And we, we talked a, quite a bit about training last time. We talked about mindset, but you just said that it was so much work. You've been writing for men's health for years, and you said it took eight months to put the book together, but really it's the extension of your entire career, as well as the career of the person who, you, who helped write the book for you. And I feel like, man, we're in this time where everybody wants an easy workout. They want the eight-minute abs. I had someone ask me, hey, this Tabata thing, so all I need to do is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, repeat it eight times for a total of four minutes, and that's all I need to do to really get fit. And what do you have to say about mindset in your book that someone can take right now and, and maybe start to shift their perspective on what it means to get in shape? Well, the first thing I'll say, and it's just a blanket rule in life, is there's no such thing as a free lunch. That's, I mean, really a, a good way to put it, that nothing in this world comes free. And if it does come free or easy, there's usually a catch. And so we've got all kinds of things we've come up with here at Jim Jones. You know, there's no three easy payments of $9.99. There's no magic pill. There's no shortcuts. I mean, however you want to cut it. And this is stuff that is not new. A lot of people will credit us as inventing this or it being a novel idea, but 
this is something I've heard for years and years and years before there even was a Jim Jones. You've always heard that the long way is the better way and that you can't take shortcuts. I mean, shit, even as a little kid, your mom probably told you that, that you can't rush through your homework. And so despite that, despite the fact that we know this, a lot of people look for that quick solution. And that's a huge, that's the foundation the book is built on is that yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long road. It's going to suck a little bit even, but it's going to be worth it. And it's actually going to be effective. We want to break that cycle of looking for the easy way out and then never getting success. Yeah. And I heard a story of you telling someone that the head guy at Rodale or whatever said, you are the one to tell people the truth in a book about fitness. So no more bullshit. The seven minute method to transform your body in, in 12 days. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, one of the things with that was, is he called me up and he said, I want you to write a book, just telling people the truth. And, and actually I thought it was a you know, I hope this becomes a pivotal moment in the exercise industry where these magazines start recognizing of what really should be put out there. The fact that a, that a mainstream magazine is now starting to promote the idea that there's no easy way and like actually really helping people as, as opposed to trying to sell them something. I thought that was incredible. And I, I'm, I think Men's Health is the company to do it. They are a reputable company. They put out a lot of good information. I, I've actually been a Men's Health fan since... I mean, shit, I want to say 1990 or something like that. I mean, when I started getting into working out at, you know, I'd always read their stuff and respect it. But the fact that they recognize that and, and, and they wanted me to be the one to tell the truth, it was it, it was it was, uh, you know, besides being an honor and, and besides being really humbled that they wanted me to do that. It's, it's really cool that I think the industry is ready for this and starting to recognize the, the real deal and, and, and the real way to get fit as opposed to just trying to sell. Yeah, it must be an interesting dilemma. Right. I know that's something that I deal with personally, where, you know, the market, you, you got to people respond to that quick, easy fix stuff. But at the same time, if they don't get results, then people aren't going to stick with what you're doing. And, and I think men's health has done a great job. And like you, man, I started reading men's health when my dad started getting it when I was in high school, probably around the same time, 1990, something like that. And it's really, they've done a great job by incorporating guys like you, Chad Waterbury, and Tony Gentlecore, a lot of the, the strength coaches who are out there actually doing the work and training people instead of, uh, you know, the more model-esque guys who get paid to, to look good or to, you know, just be that model type of guy, but they don't really help people. They just got great genetics. So that's so cool, man. And, um, I really feel like we're at this point where not only are there, there like those quick fixes being sold, but also we're inundated with information and people don't know who to listen to. Is that something that you cover in the mindset section of your book? Focus? Well, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing with the mindset is I think in the book, we, we don't talk so much about that. I mean, that's an underpinning of the whole book, but the biggest things that we focus on is is number one believing in yourself i think that's a huge problem for people because we're inundated with false information because we don't know where to turn i think people lack a belief in themselves yeah and so true. lack a belief in terms of just doing some old-fashioned hard work and we're also tricked a little bit into thinking it's a lot more complicated than it's going to be that we've got to have some special program that that, you know, you look at my Instagram and, and how fit I am and, and you think that I know something that you don't. You think that I've got to have some secret and really the secret showing up and working hard every day. And so that, that's a big underpinning. The second thing is, you know, under the lines of still believing in yourself is getting rid of your self-imposed limitations. I think we're surrounded by negative people in society that try to put us down and, and tell us how hard things are going to be. And, and it's really it's from people that aren't willing to do the work themselves. And then the other major part of the book is just, and, and I'll say this as simply as possible, you just have to do the work. And there's all kinds of examples of people who have done the work, who are willing to do more push-ups and you're willing to do more pull-ups and you're willing to do, to work harder than you're willing to do, that are willing to walk stairs instead of take the elevator. I, I mean, that's that's really the the three biggest things that I focus on. I love that, man. And I read an article where you were talking about how it takes roughly 130 quality hours to get fit. So can you talk a little bit about 
what that number means and where you came up with that and how it applies to the people listening. Yeah, this is a theory that I actually had kind of forgotten about. So I started training probably like everybody else in a, just a standard Globo gym. It was a company called Good Life Fitness in Canada. And they're very similar to a 24-7 fitness or a 24-hour fitness or a lifetime fitness or an Equinox or whatever brand of Global Gym that you kind of subscribe to. And I would work with people and I kind of came up with this number that if I could see people five times a week for six months, I could get anybody fit. And that works out to roughly 130 quality hours. And I believe that, you know, if I have somebody that comes into the gym or just goes on their own and trains hard an hour a day, five days a week for six months, I believe they can make an incredible transformation in their life. Six months is a long time. Now that's assuming, and the key to this whole deal is that you, you subscribe to the fact that it's quality hours, that that hour is actually a hard hour of working out. And a lot of people don't realize the amount of work you can get done in a hard hour. So true. So true. A lot of people, at least that I've run into in my 18 years of coaching people, one of my clients told me the other day, it was like, yeah, no, I, I did this paddle boarding for an hour. It was, it was pretty tough. And I'm like, paddle boarding? Come on, man. That's, you know, he's like, oh, well, you should go out and try it. I'm like, come. Oh yeah, really? Okay. If you, I'll go and do that. If you come to a jujitsu class or you, if you'd let me put together a workout for you for an hour then you'll really see what hard work is. And people have this misconception of like what is really tough. And when I think of tough workouts and people who have worked really hard to get into this type of shape they're in, you're one of the people that comes to mind. You've got all these different workouts that you've you've shared, the 2,000 meter, the seven minute 2,000 meter row, some of the, the, the push-up, pull-up, dip, workout. You know, you have these, these great workouts that are really just, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm like, man, this is just hard fucking work is what this is. That's what this guy has you do. And I really think that's missing from the fitness industry because we get so caught up in like, oh, well the periodization stuff and, and which can be great, especially for strength athletes or performance. But can you talk a little bit about how you approach training and why it's different than your three sets of 12 or even some, some of the more advanced methods of strength training, but you know, talk about your approach a little bit, please. Yeah, for sure. I just want to back you up for a second, though, and talk about your paddleboarding example. Sure. Here's the funny thing with that. I'll bet there's a way to make paddleboard paddleboarding really hard in an hour. And the thing is, I mean, it all comes down to effort. You know, I've done jujitsu classes for an hour that are easy. I've done an hour classes that are really hard. If you want, you could make taking the garbage out for an hour really hard by sprinting back and forth from like garbage can to garbage can and, you know, in your house and then and into the outside bin. And I mean, there's a way to make anything in the world hard. I did some landscaping on Saturday. And if you go after it, you can make that hard. And so part of the thing with the three sets of 12, the the five sets of 15, the 10 sets of 10, I mean, there are all kinds of different exercise formats and I think they're all valid. I'm one that believes that almost any exercise form can have something to offer depending the intensity you attack it with. A lot of people in our functional community, if, if, if I can call us a functional community, they'll make fun of things they don't understand. And the example I'll use for that is P90X. A lot of people think P90X is a joke because it's on TV and it's an infomercial. I wouldn't be criticizing them till you actually try some of the workouts. It's a hard workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially the way you attack those workouts. And it's, it's fine to sit back and criticize and say it's on a DVD. It can't be that hard or it's sold on TV. But you attack those 90 days in earnest, you'll see results. And I had a person come to a seminar. It was actually a learning lesson for me to never make fun of what somebody else does. Because this girl had lost 90 pounds on P90X. How am I going to criticize it at that point? And I think that goes for body weight exercises. I think that goes for, you know, I remember once a girl came in here as well and, and she was really fit. And I said, well, what have you do? What have you been doing? And she had body rock TV. And I started to laugh. I'm like, is this a real fucking thing? And she's like, no. So I went and surfed their page and they had these challenges up and I wanted to make fun of it. But the day you have to do 30 minutes of max burpees, like you're not laughing anymore. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the reality. And so 
a, a lot of it is, is, yeah, my numbers might be different than some people's. My idea of exercise might be different than some people's, but it's nothing new. It's nothing unique. It's stuff people have been doing for forever, really. And everyone in the exercise industry likes to say they invented something. Nobody invented anything. I mean, at some point somebody did, but not in the last hundred years. There's nothing new. We're all kind of saying the same thing, just in different languages. Yeah, one thing that I've talked a lot about on this show and in a and kind of a road I went down where I got lost a little bit when I was doing my I don't do jujitsu competitions anymore, but when I used to, as you know, training really needs to be, unless you've got great recovery ability, you really got to think about it a little bit more strategically. And when you're not doing a competition where you need specific qualities like uh, strength endurance or explosive power endurance, right? You can play around a little bit more. And, and so a lot of people will say, hey, listen, don't do high intensity interval training after your strength workouts because that may affect the mTOR pathway to increase protein synthesis and all this other stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your views on that and what you actually use to get people in shape five days a week? So here's the deal with that. There's, I think when we look at information, we have to first, before we evaluate any workout science or exercise physiology, we have to determine who that knowledge is aimed at or who that advice is being given to. Now, it is true for the guy that's deadlifting 900 pounds, that's a deadlift world champion or competes on the world stage, that cardiovascular exercise may negatively impact his ability to lift. But are you deadlifting 900 pounds, Ted? I don't think so. And so you've got to look at it and say, well, if I've got a 450-pound deadlift and, and, and I'm aiming for GPP, general physical preparedness, or to be good at everything, maybe cardiovascular exercise can has a, have a positive effect. And so the real takeaway from this, and, and I hope I'm making this clear to people, is that there's different rules for different people. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. And just because the best in the world does a certain thing, that doesn't mean that applies to you. So when you get workout advice, you know, I tell people you have to look at what stage in the game you're at. And, and the one example I'll give is I'll refer back to the deadlift. If you take somebody off the couch and you've trained a lot of people, Ted, you're somebody that I respect and you've got a lot of experience. And if you take somebody who's a beginner, who's never done anything, can you increase their deadlift having them walk and do sit-ups and push-ups? The answer is yes. Yeah. You know, you don't need to do five sets of three at 80 percent. They don't they don't even need to deadlift and their deadlift's going to get better. And then you have them squat a little bit and then you have them do some lunges and then and that's going to get their deadlift better. And so some of the top end science on how to deadlift more people will take, you know, these deadlifting workouts from the absolute best people in the world and try to give them to an absolute beginner. And that's not necessarily the way to do things. We can learn from the best people in the world, but. I don't think you have to follow these these what I'll call high end exercise physiology rules because they're they're meant for a different class of person. And so what so what I believe is for GPP and to kind of be good at everything across the board, I think that everything has a positive effect on everything else. Some cardiovascular work can help you lift more. It's been proven that some cardiovascular work can help increase your body's mechanism by you know by which it it, it increases creatine or or restores your creatine you know stores. Uh, so cardiovascular work can help you lift more and more often on at the same token strength work can help you because if you do strength work your body's able to take more of a pounding when you go for your runs you've got greater single leg strength which means you can push off the ground harder and you're more resilient to injury so i think strength can help your cardio so i, I kind of mix everything with these five workouts i mix everything together until you get to a point where you're ready to specialize then the rules change yeah, that's a great point. And I love that you bring up context. And for a long time, I was, I was training my clients. I went through a few years when in my early 30s. I'm 40 now. But where I was following these rules and I would do all this stuff and it's like eh, training them like athletes, of course, it worked to a degree. But if I would have just focused on like, OK, let me really. Yeah, let's try to make smart decisions about how we write a program. But if we just focused on maybe pushing that person to the appropriate limit instead of trying to break down which energy system we're working and all that, I think I would have gotten better results for those people. And uh, that's kind of what I want to do now. And do you refer to what you do as concurrent training? Is that a term you use or is that what you follow? 
You know, I don't even know what that means, Ted, to be honest with you. When it comes to the kind of science stuff, like people will talk about mesocycles and, and concurrent training and periodization and they'll throw all these words out there. And I try to simplify it a lot more than that. I try to make it as simple as possible and distill it down to a language that, you know, my, my uncle who's never worked out a day in his life can just understand. And so the term I use rather than concurrent training is just general physical preparedness or just being good at everything because like that. that makes more sense. And in concurrent training makes sense to me, but I think that the, the point is, is just, Hey, listen, pal, I just want you to be good at everything. That's, yeah. that's the real goal, you yeah. know? Now that said, the other thing I'll say though, is that's not the advice I'd give everybody. That's great for a person who just wants to be more fit, but fitness is also a relative term. When anyone ever asks me if I'm fit, I say fit for what or fit compared to who? Right. Because what's your job? And, and I'm going to be funny here and uh, hopefully people don't mind bad words on the podcast, but I've got a couple of NFL guys. Do you know what their goal is, Ted, in training? I'm not sure. No. Hey, there's, there's two. Run motherfuckers over and get paid. That's their two goals. I like it. Like Straightforward. If, <laughs> if you want to break it down to its most simplest form, I've got a linebacker and he just wants to murderize people and then collect a big check. So when you look at what's fit for him, the idea that you call concurrent training or that I call being prepared for everything, he doesn't want that. I don't give a shit how fast he can row 2,000 meters. I don't give a shit how fast he can run a marathon. I don't give a shit how many push-ups he can do. The only thing I care about is those exercises which help him run motherfuckers over and collect a big check. Yeah, I like you know? it. We've all got to know what our purpose is with training. So, yeah, makes a lot yeah, of and, sense. And here's and here's the other thing. For the normal, do you have a workout in your book called that, by the way? Yeah, I, I wish I did. But here's the <laughs> thing for the normal person. At the same time, if you have a 60-year-old client that's coming in that wants to just lose some weight and feel better about themselves, you also don't want to do anything that gets them hurt. Absolutely. Why does that person need to take any risk? You know, I wouldn't necessarily have them doing broad jumps or Olympic lifts or squat snatches or muscle-ups. Because I don't think that applies to their definition of fitness. At that point, machines might work for them. At that point, just walking might work for them. And so, you know, for every person, you have to make sure that your training just relates to your goal. Yeah, I love that. And, and I wish more people thought about that instead of just kind of randomly hopping from one thing to the other. So if you're listening right now and what are you training for? What is your goal? How much risk are you willing to take? Are you doing this for a paycheck like Bobby's NFL players? Or are you doing it just to look good naked? Or are, do you want to be able to play with your kids and not be the guy who has to sit down because your back hurts because you're so out of shape? What is it that you're trying to be fit for? And I love the way you said that, Bobby. Fitness. Okay, well, fit for what, right? How fit are you? Fit for what? It's yep. such a great point, that specificity of fitness. And Bobby, obviously, if you're listening, you can get Bobby's book and he's got, what, 100 workouts in there and you got a workout program that's in length, but you have also like 100 random workouts that you can plug and play. Can you talk a little bit about the workout section of the book so someone would know uh, whether it's for them or not? Yeah. So the book itself, I'll give you the whole format for the book. First of all, I think the book's everybody because, or for everybody because of the first 40 or 50 pages. That's the psychology stuff. And we all deal with self-imposed limitations. We all struggle to believe in ourselves. We all need positive examples of people that have done something incredible or done something that we failed to do. And so I give even a person not interested in exercise the book and they would benefit. I think that, you know, any person, even if it's not related to working out, could benefit from this book. I could almost take the first 40 or 50 pages and repackage it to a degree and sell it as a corporate training manual or a manual for life. So I think it's valuable for that. Then I go into some nutritional information and some recovery information, some ways to eat better and fuel your body in a healthier way and also perform better, and then ways to help de-stress your life and to focus on sleep and do restorative type exercises. And I think that's beneficial to everybody. Finally, I have two programs, three-month program and a six-month program that people could follow. I'll cover the six-month program first. That's a program that's based on the 130 hours. It's an hour a day, five days a week for six months. 
And you've got 100 workouts that you can plug into that program so that you can really do the program anywhere, whether you're a global gym, a CrossFit gym, or even in your basement with absolutely no gear. And it's based on a template. So day one of, of the six months may call for a warm-up. You go to the back of the book, you choose one of seven warm-ups. And then it calls for a strength workout. You go to the strength section and you pick a strength workout. And then it calls for a cool down. You go pick a cool down and you're done. So it's kind of a plug and play template. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, And then what the three month is really the same thing, except the three months is the 130 hours condensed into three months. A lot of people say six months is too long to wait. I want it immediately. Well, fine, but the cost doesn't go down. There's no easy way. You still have to pay your 130 hours, kind of like a 30-year mortgage versus a 15-year mortgage. Payments are higher. So now you're working out twice a day, every day for three months. If you want to do that, then fine. You'll get your 130 hours accumulated. And three months is the fastest I'm willing to say somebody can get it. People say, what about six weeks? Can't do it. It's got to take three months of dedicated effort. Wow. Yeah. I love the way you broke that down because it gets people like, okay, 130 hours. It gives someone something kind of tangible to attach themselves to instead of like, hey, it's going to take six months. It's going to take, no, 130 hours. If you want to double it, okay, great. You're going to work out twice a day. Are you committed to that or not? Right. And then we can go from there. So that's awesome, Bobby. I highly recommend everybody check out the book. I'm going to order it as soon as I get off this call. And I'm, and I really mean that I'm really psyched about seeing the way you approach your workouts. I'd love to learn. I need to un kind of screw my head from all that exercise physiology stuff, which I think is really helpful, but you can get lost in it. And I feel like I have Bobby. I know we've got a few minutes left. I'd love to talk about your approach to nutrition and supplementation. If we have enough time. I see pictures of you on Instagram posting your food. You got two big ass burgers with bacon and cheese, and then you got fries. I've seen you put up big steaks with pats of butter. I mean, I I know you put up certain things that will get our attention on your Instagram, but, but how would you define your approach to nutrition and what do you recommend for people in the book? Well, here's the deal. I believe that nutrition, just like exercise, needs to be individualized. That's the first thing. So when you look at how I eat, there's a couple of things to understand. First, understand that I'm six foot three, 250 pounds, under 10% body fat, and I train four to six hours a day. I burn a lot of calories, a lot more than the 170 pound person who's never worked a day out, you know, never worked out a day in their life that sits at a desk all day. So I need a lot of calories. So when you see me eating a big burger, when you see me going to the cheesecake factory, when you see me eating a big steak with butter, understand I'm just trying to fuel myself. If I don't eat 6,000 calories a day, I lose weight. I need to get those calories in somehow. So I've got to take some liberties with the cleanliness of what I eat. The second thing to note is I also don't always post everything I eat. Despite the fact that I may post a burger tonight, You didn't see that I ate a salad for lunch. You didn't see that I ate broccoli for a snack. You didn't see that I ate an apple for another snack. You don't see all the things that I eat. I just think that posting a picture of an apple is boring. So don't don't assume that I'm eating a burger every single meal. The final thing with my philosophy is nutrition is you've got to be able to enjoy yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to enjoy yourself once in a while, provided you've done the rest, you know, the, the, the other things right in your life. And so... You know, if I call it the 90% rule, which I talk about in my book, that 90% of everything I do is on point. If I have a really healthy diet with organic food and grass-fed beef and and everything's homemade and, and I'm taking proper supplementation, I'm doing everything I should do. Well, shit, every one out of 10 meals, if I want to go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder with cheese, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder with cheese. I'm not going to worry about it so much. I find people that have a negative relationship with food. And by negative, I mean, they're always so worried about what they put in their mouth. Those are the people who they're neurotic and they just don't train hard because so much energy is put into eating. They don't know what else to do. If you want to enjoy yourself once in a while, go enjoy yourself. I love that, Bobby. And I find that I've 
coach people in person, but now we have a coaching group and a bunch of people in it. The people who are just less neurotic, or I should say this, the people who are more neurotic about things, that they're more emotional about it, more stressed out about it, they always do worse. It's like just, you know, just you don't want to get too relaxed because that's how I found myself. I was at, I'm 5'11", I, I got up to 210. That can be not so great if you're too relaxed, but if you're too hardcore, those are the people that are that I feel are miserable and just have a harder time getting wrapping their head around this. So I'm glad you said that, man. Well, the other thing too is is it's about accountability. Like you just said that, um, and I apologize, you cut out a little bit, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right, but that you enjoyed yourself a little too much. The point is being able to look in yourself in the mirror and cut back when you have to cut back. And then understand that everything has a cost. You want that drink tonight, there's a cost. Have you paid that cost? And so how I look at it is, have I earned my cheat? And if I've earned my cheat, I'll have it. And if I haven't, then I have enough self-restraint or self-respect to not have that cheat. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. And just balance the books at the end of the day. And if you don't like what you see in the mirror or if the pounds on the scale are going up as well as the inches on your waist, then something needs to change for sure. But if you've got things in check and you've balanced your budget with exercise, working hard and you know going out and enjoying yourself, what's the big deal? Yeah, absolutely. We got to enjoy life, man. Well, yeah, for sure. And here's the other thing I call it the pendulum effect that the person that is too strict, you know, people go on these 30 day challenges, 60 day challenges, 120 day challenges, and I respect them. But what you'll see with a certain type of personality is they'll eat super clean for 30 days. And guess what happens when day 31 comes, right? They are off the wagon and they do more damage in the next week than they did, you know, helping themselves in those 30 days. And so I think it's helpful from a psychological perspective to cheat once in a while to just make sure you've got some balance in your life and that you don't have that pendulum effect where you're in this constant cycle of super strict and then you're having the worst diet possible and then super strict to make up for it and then back to the worst diet possible. I don't think that works for most people. Yeah. For, for my coaching experience as well. No. Yeah. That's a recipe for hating yourself and never getting the results you want. Yep. And that said, I will say this though, that also doesn't mean that eating McDonald's is good for you or eating Pizza Hut is good for you or eating Taco Bell is good for you. The reality is if someone was able to have the mindset where they ate all organic all the time, all the healthiest foods, all the stuff that was grown in a specified manner, that's better off than eating some fast food. We can all agree on that. Sure. I just think that life's too short to not enjoy some of the things that you love. And, and I think the damage those things cause is, is minimal compared to the psychological damage it can be caused going too strict all the time. Yeah, well, I'm there with you as well. And I love having you on this show because sometimes we get very technical in the discussions with some of the people on here. And it's always nice to have someone with an, a lot of knowledge, but also able to break it down into the experience that we all go through as human beings. And it, it's so, it's just refreshing to hear that perspective and really glad to have you on the show. What about supplementation? What do you recommend there for someone who's, 40 plus, they're trying to put in their, their five hours per week to get that transformation in six months. How should they supplement themselves to do that? What do you recommend without giving away your entire book, of course? Well, here's the deal with supplementation and understand that I am sponsored by a supplement company. So obviously I believe in supplements and I have my own pre-workout supplement from Gnarly Nutrition, which I absolutely love. But one of the foundations that I believe in nutritionally is that there's no supplement that, that, that's going to make up for a lack of willpower or a lack of hard work. Supplements are necessary if you put in the hard work and you eat healthy. And at that point, supplements can be they can really help, but they are supplemental, as the name implies. And so my belief on supplements is that it's something that can help you train harder. It's something that can help you you know, sleep better, things that can help you make you healthier, but they're not the end-all, be-all. They're the supplemental tools. 
Now, if you are going to take supplementation, it is imperative that you watch what you put in your body. One of the reasons I am with Gnarly Nutrition is because everything's clean. We're talking no artificial colors, no artificial flavors or sweeteners, no GMOs, no gluten. They're vegan-friendly, like these things that are super, super clean, as close to real food as, as, as possible. And so if you are going to go with a supplement company, go super clean, it means you're going to pay more, but it's worth it. Yeah, we're of a similar mind on that. The first thing I tell people is for, you know, most supplements, you don't need them. Most of them don't work. Some of them are even dangerous. And if you're not doing the exercise and nutrition, or at least not willing to do it, you, then you have no business taking them. Although, Bobby, man, I tell people that and, and people still buy supplements like crazy because we've had a, a couple of deals on here where we've partnered with a, a couple of supplement people in the past who've come on here and I've seen how much you buy people. I've seen it and and, they, and it's great, but you got to do well, the work they, first. They can really work, Ted. That's the truth. I mean, if you look at my Absolutely. pre-workout, the pre-workout will make you more alert. It'll give you the ability to work harder, but you've still got to do the work. You've still got to do the reps. You got to put the weight on the bar. You got to squat your ass to the ground. You got to stand it back up. There's no supplement that's going to do the work for you. And that's where I think the confusion is that people think just because they're taking something, it's going to make them better. It gives you the ability to be better, but you still have to work for it. Yeah. And, and I love supplements too. I take a, a pre-workout. I take protein powder and a bunch of different pills. Big believer in them, but just, uh, man, you know, it's just funny with supplements. So make if you're listening, make sure you get that down and you're not making that mistake where you buy the supplements. Sometimes I think people get a little motivated when they buy the supplements and they're hoping like, oh, I just bought all this new protein powder pre-workout. And, and, and so now that's really going to motivate me. But if you're not committed in the first place, it probably isn't going to help you. So here's the other thing, right? I take a protein powder. I take a pre-workout. I take branch chain amino acids. I take a multivitamin. I take fish oil. And there are times I'll take like a, like a healthy uh, natural adrenal support capsule, which is usually made of like different roots or different herbs. You can buy stuff like this at Whole Foods or Sprouts or some other what I'll call hippie type store. Anyway, all of these things, once again, they are supportive to the work I do. So these things don't necessarily just raise my bench press. They don't necessarily give me the ability to do push-ups. They give me the ability to work harder in the gym, and I actually have to put in the work. And so a lot of people have the idea that supplements are going to make things easier. I don't think so at all. In fact, I think they make give me the ability to make things harder, which is good. I like that line of thinking, man. Absolutely. Get it, get a couple more reps in with the weight that you couldn't have otherwise with the pre-workout. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's and all about there. And as long as you're finding a clean company, and that's why I love Gnarly, because they are clean, they're NSF certified. Um, it's you just gotta be careful with what you put in your body. And that's the other thing. And like I said, you're gonna pay a little more for those type products, but Find something that's clean, find something that's good, and then and then use it. But don't just take everything you see on TV or everything you see in the GNC or the vitamin shop because that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, man, it's been a pleasure having you back on, Bobby. It's so great to catch up. I'm really looking forward to, to buying your book. I noticed it wasn't available on Amazon. So where can people go to buy it? Where would you like them to go? MaximusBody.com. It's only available through Men's Health probably until January of 2018. And then at that point, it'll go to Barnes & Noble, Costco, hopefully, Amazon, all these bigger publishing companies. But right now, www.MaximusBody.com. Excellent. So go there. If you've been doing the same type of workouts, you're looking for a new challenge, Bobby's got something much different. It's not going to be the three sets of 12 or the five sets of five or four sets of eight or 10 sets of three. He's got something different for you. So like I said, I'm, I'm going to be ordering this book as soon as I get off. Really looking forward to it. And Bobby, what about Gnarly Nutrition? Is that, that's gonarly.com. I just looked it up right now. Is that yeah, the right yeah, place? That's, yep. That's gonarly.com. And, and you know what, honestly, it's kind of funny how I'll give you a bit of background for me, how, how I started working with them. I was actually a user and a fan of the product before they even approached me for some type of endorsement. It's a protein that I bought, a branch chain that I bought, and a company I really believe in. And then they gave me the opportunity to make my very own pre-workout, which I did. And so 
gonarly.com. It's something I believe in, something I love. And if you actually use the code Maximus Pre, M-A-X-I-M-U-S-P-R-E, you'll get 15% off the pre-workout. And it's I think it's the best pre-workout on the market. In fact, I know it is. So awesome. go get your thumb. Well, cool. So I'll have all that information on the show notes for this page. Just go to legendarylivepodcast.com and type in Bobby Maximus. All Everything that will come up in case you didn't get it, of course, you can just rewind and listen to it again. But all of that will be on the show notes page for your convenience. Bobby Maximus, thanks again, man. It was so great to catch up with you. Congratulations on your continued success. And I hope we're able to do this again soon. Yeah, thank you. Any Anytime, man. I'm always, um, I'm proud to be on your show. And listen, like, I'm really grateful that that you think highly enough of me to to want to talk to me and, and really, high, you know, grateful to listeners that they're willing to spend their most valuable resource, and that's their time, listening to me. So I, I really appreciate it. Welcome to Ted's Takeaways. This is the part of the show where I break down what I feel are the most relevant and important points that were covered during the interview. And first, I got to say, what a great guy Bobby is. I like everybody who I invite on this show, but Bobby has something where he's just super knowledgeable, but humble, but also a total badass and just a super nice dude as well. And I got to say, you this book, I'm really looking forward to it. I've got it. It's coming to me, but I haven't gotten it yet, so I can't talk about it, but I just know it's going to be amazing just from the little bit that I know about the book during the interview as well as reading articles about it. Just looks amazing. So go to MaximusBody.com if you're interested in what Bobby's got for you. So let's talk about the lessons. And the first one is the mindset when it comes to building the body that you truly want. And this is where I feel that so many people go wrong, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to get in shape for summer. Okay, that's that's a great goal. Or, oh, I'm going to get in shape for this. Oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in, in, I don't know, two months or whatever it is. Listen, it's going to most likely take you much longer. It's going to be much harder than what you expect, and you're going to have life get in the way as well, okay? Unless you're totally committed to where no matter what happens, whether you go on vacation, whether you, you're in a place where you can't work out because they don't have a gym and you just don't feel motivated to, to work out unless you are at a gym because a lot of people have said that to me. They just can't do it. You're not gonna get there as fast as you think. The more committed you are, the faster you're going to achieve what you want, but it's still going to take you that amount of time. Now, Bobby says it's going to take you 130 hours. Maybe he's right on. I think it's pretty cool that he's given you a number, but that's what you're dealing with here. And he says you can do it in short as three months, but you have to work out twice a day. Or you could do it in six months and do once a day for five days a week. So, Ask yourself, are you doing that? Are you working out five days a week for an hour each time? And are you during that hour for five days a week busting your ass? And I'm going to talk a little bit in the, the next point about why that may not be a great thing for, for a lot of people. But ask yourself, how committed are you? And understand that even with that amazing amount of commitment, that that motivation that you have right now, it's still going to take a long time and much longer than you probably think. And even that six-month transformation, maybe that's a transformation from what you look like right now, but it isn't actually where you want to be. You still won't look like how you want to look. And so that's an important point to, to take into consideration. So number two is if you've got injuries, if you've got kids, if you've got a stressful job, if you travel a lot for work, if you lack motivation like you're on and off again, you know, maybe that isn't the best approach for you, right? 
especially with injuries, you've got to be careful because if you are pushing yourself so hard and you jack up your shoulder or tweak your knee or throw your back out, guess what? You're going to be sent backwards. So you've got to know what's right for you. And Bobby did talk about that in the episode. He said, listen, we all have to know what we're aiming for and what we're willing to risk. And he talked about having a 60-year-old person, 60-year-old client and saying, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have them do Olympic lifts and kettlebell snatches and, you know, all the crazy things that crazy types of extra crazy yet effective types of exercise that he would do with an athlete who gets paid to use their body. So understand that as well. And number three is it's going to take a holistic approach. He didn't come on here and just said, hey, listen, it's going to be this hard five hours of exercise per week for six months or or you know, 10 hours a week of exercise for three months. He said, that's including the proper nutrition, the proper lifestyle, the proper sleep, the proper recovery, the proper supplementation. So that's what you're dealing with here. And I'm not trying to overwhelm you and I'm not trying to discourage you, but I am trying to be real with you. And what I'm trying to do is crush your short-term expectations because I'd rather do that right now off the bat than have you crush your own expectations when you're a couple weeks, couple months into your workout routines and you haven't seen this dramatic transformation that you were expecting. I mean, I tell people it's six to 12 months in the, and if that's if you're working out hard. It's just there's no way to get around the amount of hard work. There's no way to become rich overnight. There's no way to become go from $20,000 a year to making seven figures in 10 months. It's just it's you can't get around the time and hard work it takes to build something worthy. And I'm telling you that in part because I wish there were and I've looked for those things in the past, especially with exercise, but there's not. So keep those in mind. And one thing I want to say is that that's why I built my fat loss course. I wanted to give people something that they could decide how deep they wanted to get into it. So if you're looking for, okay, well, what are the basic habits that I need to put myself on the path and to measure my progress with fat loss? Well, I've got that for you. Then you say, okay, well, well, I know that measuring my macronutrients and really figuring out how much I'm actually eating and how much protein I'm eating relative to carbs and fat how do I do that? And how do I make sure it's the right thing for me? I show you how to do that as well. If that's the level of commitment that you're in ready for, we also give you a workout to do to help you along the way. It's not just a fat loss ebook or whatever. It's a fat loss course. So it's got everything in it. And I talk about sleep stress management and some other things as well, supplementation. So it's just a complete course. If you're interested in what it really takes to burn the fat off your body, and that is your number one goal, go to legendarylifepodcast.com, click on the store. You will see it in there. And I can't wait for you to check out what we have in store for you in that course. It's going to change the game for you by showing you the most important principles, the most important things that you need to do to burn fat so that you can, I don't know, get ready for that summer vacation that you have planned, whatever it is. I live in Miami Beach, so it's summer all the time here basically. But this will help you achieve your goals provided that you're willing to commit, provided that you're willing to do the work and provided that you do actually take action. That's how I've got time to wrap things up. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did and I will speak to you soon. 